When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. All right, guys, before we jump into what is going to be an awesome Broncos Winner's Lounge, I want to give a shout-out to Solace Meds. Uh, Solace Meds will get you in the Winner's Lounge like they always do, and they have incredible deals that you can just stack on top of each other. Most places will say, like, oh, you can't use that coupon with the sale. Well, they'll let you do that there. They'll let you combine the code DNVR20 with 25% off Can America gummies, 20% off strains tinctures, 25% off rocking cartridges, and 20% off glacier concentrates. Again, take those deals, add another 20% on top of it, and when you mention that code DNVR20, they're going to hook you up with a free Solace Bar or King Cone. So get down to Solace Meds. Uh, they have four convenient locations, including one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. It's Solace Meds. Check them out online, S-O-L-A-C-E-Meds.com. Ladies and gentlemen, from the esteemed band Pleasure Horse, the legendary Tim E. My hype man ready over there? We're ready. <laughs> All right. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two goes out to Zach Mace, RK, and the bar. Three for Mr. B in that old trophy case. Number four, we're still waiting for. Well, bring on the chase. Out on the field at Mile High, Broncos win is our desire. Coupled with a break, brew and a friend bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us at the DNVR. We are DNVR. There he is. Hell yeah, man. That is awesome. Pleasure Horse live in studio for a Broncos Winners Lounge. Hell yeah. Can you give me a boat horn? Honk. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, no, I don't know what I do. Isn't that the sound of the boat? Oh, like that. Yeah, air That's horn. not a boat. Yeah. Air, horn. <laughs> air horn's way different than boat you horn. No, have you never been in a winner's lounge before? I, I mean, have. I know the buffs aren't great. Oh, but. my goodness. No, air horn is totally different than boat have you heard a boat I'm sorry, I, I misnamed the horn. I just thought you would you know what I was talking about. You just put me in a bad spot. No, of course not. <laughs> I did what you said. So what's so funny oh. about this moment, other than that m moment right there, I heard is a that French there, horn? there's an old legend that Tim from Pleasure Horse is Zach. And there's this oh. whole thing about how, like, we've never seen them in the same place at the same time. And it just so happens that on the day that Zach has... A wedding to be at. A wedding. Tim is here in studio. 
Can you explain this? How does it happen? I don't know. How was the wedding, Tim? <laughs> I can't say. I cannot say. <laughs> Tim, do you do weddings? Have you ever played a oh, wedding? Oh, yes. Many, many. Oh, that's uh, awesome. If I ever get married, you're my guy. Oh, well, yeah. if. <laughs> if. <laughs> Big <laughs> if. <laughs> we really appreciate uh, you coming through. Can you uh, give us a little lowdown? This is your first time at the DNVR bar, right? Or at least for a game. Second yes. time, actually. I was here uh, week one last year. Oh, my God. Okay, well, that, that doesn't really count. It, it was, was like yeah. 25% capacity. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. What did you think? Great environment. Really good Cobb salad. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Had well, a great time. <laughs> we always start the show with our biggest takeaway from the game, so I'll just get yours. What is your biggest takeaway from the game? Uh, beat the Jags. Yeah, there you go. It's a dub. Uh, yeah. It's a dub. Well, thank you so much. Look at him rocking the OG BSN Broncos shirt. That's I think only like 25 people in the world have that. Yeah, I'm one of them too. So. We so, could have been matching right? if I'd known. It's probably better that this way. That's yeah. what everybody always says. <laughs> it's pretty awesome, man. Well, thank you for uh, for hanging out, and we'll see you after the show. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me on. All right. There he is, Tim E. from Pleasure Horse. You got to check him out because Pleasure Horse just dropped a new album not that long ago. It's awesome. You guys hear them on our show every single day. I get messages pretty much weekly being like, dude, what is that song at the end of the show? Mm -hmm. um, that is Cottonwood Mile from Pleasure Horse. Uh, it's awesome. They're awesome. He's awesome. And that was awesome. It was very awesome. A lot of awesome happening. A lot of awesome happening. And that leads me into my biggest takeaway from the game, Hank, which is Teddy Bridgewater. Um, the dude is really, really good. The dude is really, really good. He is. Right now. Yep. Obviously got to keep it rolling, but he has been making plays. He's making throws get the hell out of here with anything about how he can't push the ball now yeah is it going to be di more difficult to complete those passes mm -hmm. against better teams sure but we now know he can make the throws what For was sure. it 63 yards in the air to Cortland yep. um and uh on the heels of that is of course the new shirt alert uh you might recognize him uh they're the uh the teddy two gloves shirt we absolutely love oh. this with the strut that we uh, very much less than perfected before the tailgate. You know, Should we, I bring we, we, that what, up? What we got Should wrong. we see that again? What, I mean, I'm, I'm down. We're Why already not? embarrassed Why enough. Not? We might as well be embarrassed a little more. It's you like can... a heel to toe thing that I was totally missing. Oh. It's always heel to toe, right it, on line. And you know that's what, what we really screwed up. You know what I was missing? Swag? Rhythm of oh, any kind. Okay, yeah. I, d I think Similar. I have swag. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have rhythm. Okay. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. I, I can't dance. Mm -hmm. uh, never really been my thing. I, I guess I have like musical rhythm, not uh, of the likes of, of Pleasure Horse, but mm -hmm. you know I, I can keep a beat a little bit. Okay. Um, I do have it. Do you, do we want to show the people? Just play the damn thing. Okay. Go, let's go. <laughs> Henry is my favorite part of this. Yeah, because I put my shoulders back. Oh goodness. You, yeah, you, you have more. I think you have more shoulder flexibility than me. Yeah, you guys are very rigid, straight up and down. I, I kind of have a bad back. Then then what are we doing making a dance bit? <laughs> like like uh, it's so many days doing the Bernie in my youth, you know. Oh God. Uh, that was during your youth. Yeah. Wow. I've heard about the Bernie. Yeah. It was, this is a big one. Yeah. I think I got a couple of vertebrae out of place for it. Okay, but anyways, get the shirt. Mm -hmm. uh, check it out. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater, man, playing like a winning quarterback. For sure. You know, what What did I say before the game? 
Like, like, what does it take today for Teddy to be somebody that the fan base just totally buys into? You said 350, right? I said 350. What do you he, have? 328. Ooh, it's so like, yeah, he was so close. So we're not there Just get yet. a little bit more. Get one more touchdown. Just one more little piece. Like, Cortland Sutton brings in that ball in the end zone, something like that. It would have been enough to go over the top. But still, it's like, okay, we look really good. Teddy looks really good. Through two weeks against two bad teams, just got to see it play out just a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, you absolutely have to see it play out a little bit more. And look, the final score here doesn't, like, get you out of your seat by any means. Uh, 23-13 over the Jags. For sure. We all expected more, um, especially we did our Broncos predictions during the Thursday show on the podcast, and I think all of us had them scoring over 30 points. Yep. Now, if they wanted to do us a favor, they could have punched the ball in at the end, but, you know, sportsmanship and all that jazz. Um uh, I'm very against it. NFL would have just, like, find them. Find every player on the field if they'd gone for a touchdown. Well, there. I just think, like... They're so anti-fun. Vic Fangio, like, give Urban Meyer a little welcome to the NFL middle finger. Exactly. That's what football's all about. Yes. F football is about taunting. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, stop throwing flags on taunting. What are we doing? It's, it's sports. It's sports. I know. Like, this isn't... I'm not, I'm not like, the participation medals need to go away guy. But, like... At some point, I, I get on that side of things, and this is one of them. Like, you, know, you, you can't wag a finger at somebody? You my, can't look at them after a tackle? My least favorite narrative is like, but the kids. And I'm like, we should be teaching kids that if you're competing with someone then in something. Then stomp their face <laughs> into the dirt. And you beat their ass, you should taunt them. Yes, they deserve to be taunted. They're losers. Yes. The Jacksonville Jaguars are all losers. We're raising kids the wrong way oh, altogether. Oh, God. Yes. I, I really love to hear this information from you, Ryan. Um... <laughs> we do have a $20 super chat that oh, I want to get to. Oh, baby. Super chat from DTL. Three things real quick. O-line is eh. Refs making up all the flags they didn't throw last year. And we just can't keep our wide receiver ones or LB1s on the field at the same time. Yeah, what a shame. Um, thank you for the super chat. We appreciate you. Thank you yep. much for the super chat. Uh, what a shame Bradley Chubb doesn't finish the game again. Uh, to me, it's we'll see what happens. But to me, it's like a why'd you rush him out there for the Jags? Um, yeah, fair. It's an ankle that they said. So mm -hmm. we'll see what happens. Same with ankle. It. Uh, same ankle. I, I hate that. I just hate that that happened when it was the Jags. Uh, I know you can't necessarily operate like that in the NFL. Like mm -hmm. as soon as you say it's just the Jags, you'll get beat by the Jags. Mm -hmm. But I just I think you could have been a little more tactical with it. I don't want to go bad vibes quite yet. Um, or ever really, but we might have to talk about some criticisms <laughs> later. Um, so for me, it was Teddy. What was your biggest takeaway from the game? Uh, I'm going to go Vaughn. I, Vaughn is just so good. He's, he's still, it's inarguable that he is a top 10 defender in the NFL. And I would make a strong case that he's top five. And, and for, for two years, people were writing him off saying like, oh, he's hurt. Oh, he had like eight and a half sacks, whatever it was before that. He is still one of the very best pass rushers. And just watch him out there. I mean, there were a couple plays he was in the backfield, but the one sack he got where he gets chipped, Draymond has, like, this, like, inside type of move. And and Vaughn doesn't, like, rush and try to get around the edge pick. No, he sees it develop, sees a hole develop, just bang, right through there, right onto the quarterback. And he is just so, so, so valuable. Extend him now. Get this deal done. Keep it going. Ooh. Yeah. That's spicy, but, I mean... He looks like Vaughn of old, um, yeah. and he's extremely disruptive. He got chipped on a play, and he got double teamed and still got a hit on Trevor Lawrence, yeah. forced an errant throw. Like, he's just an absolute freak. There's nothing you can really do about him, um, and it's so exciting to see him back. Hopefully, at some point, you get to see him 
and Chubb on the field together for like, mm -hmm. I don't know, give me a four game stretch. Is that so much to ask for? It is. It I guess out. so. And then, you know, obviously Cortland and Judy, and we'll talk a lot more uh, about Cortland here in a second, mm -hmm. but it's you're right. I mean, he's such an important part of this defense. He disrupts the passer all the time. I mean, he's always he disrupting passes, um, and it's it's awesome to see him. Um, I think there was really some really good performances across the board. I thought you really saw the secondary flex their muscles today. As that was one thing people are. I don't know if the word is complaining. People were saying last week, like, well, if there's one thing. The, the, the secondary wasn't as impressive as we wanted them to be. Mm -hmm. I think those people are feeling much better today. I think that's fair. You know, I still do. I still wonder if there's like a true number one lockdown corner in the group. I think you know that you have depth. I think that, you know, we saw Kyle Fuller get beat over the top again today. And that's something that we've seen a couple of times now. Uh, Patrick Sertan, we kind of got the full experience. He got beat on the, the pass interference where he didn't get his head around. Yep. Something that he will get figured out in the future. Yep. But... As a rookie, he's going to make those sorts of mistakes. At the same time, he gets the interception later, and I think that's kind of what you expect from him. Do you have that true number one eraser type? I'm still not sure. But what well, you do well, know yeah. is that you have a few guys who are, at, at, the, at the very least, very good number two corners. Yeah, and, and, you know, you look back at this game, and so they get the Broncos on the script, um, mm -hmm. and they give up that touchdown. It's a double move, Marvin Jones. It's mm -hmm. a nice play. You'd like Kyle Fuller to get his hand on that. Sometimes great throw, great route. Yep. You just you give it up. It happened last week too. After that, the offense was done, for sure. Uh, I mean, Tom McMahon, shout out to you. You had to get your name mentioned on the show. Uh, they give up the kick return later. I mean, you know, Spencer was kind of saying this, and I'm sure it's what everyone's saying. Uh, he was saying it down on the bar, which was like, you have Brandon McManus just kick it out the back. Yeah. And I don't know if that was a miss hit or I mean, they returned the first one too. Jamal Agnew is no joke. Mm -hmm. He's one of the better uh, kickoff returners in the NFL. So you would think the game plan going into a game where you know the offense can't beat you would have been to kick it out of the back. Obviously, it's humid there. It was raining for a little while. I don't know if they weren't able to or if that was a strategic thing. If it was a strategic thing, it was dumb as hell. Definitely dumb as hell if that was a strategic thing. Just, I mean, they added a couple guys who were good special teamers. That was kind of the, the point of the very end of that offseason where they're figuring out the final two guys on the 53 and this happens, and that's just brutal to watch, and, and it can't happen. If you give up one kick return touchdown in a season, that is a bad kick coverage season. That's so true. And there you are. And if you give up another, then all of a sudden, like, I, where do you go from bad? I like, know. Like, Apparently, Tom McMahon can't be fired, so I don't know. I guess. Um, but the problem is, it, is this will cost you games against good teams. Yep. Luckily for the Broncos. They don't have to play a good team next week either. Yep. Um, but eventually they will have to play good teams, and you have to be better on special teams. So, uh, I, I again, I didn't want to go into the critiques, but they just pop up. Mm -hmm. um, I can't stop. I can't wait to talk about this guy any longer. Uh, he's the DraftKings king of the game. He's Cortland Sutton, and he was the Cortland Sutton of old. Um, that is Teddy Bridgewater, but. That's okay. <laughs> uh, he couldn't have done it without Teddy Bridgewater, which True. is why. <laughs> I'm sorry. The right picture didn't actually say. Uh, no worries. Yeah. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, good job getting the ball to Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton, <laughs> amazing job catching those balls mm -hmm. um, and making big plays. Now, he probably could have had, I don't know what, two more really big plays. Yeah, easily. Um, he gets tugged on once. 
Um, he gets pushed out of bounds, kind of. That mm-hmm. could have been a touchdown. But he's like a couple catches away from a 250-yard receiving game. Yeah. I mean, three touchdowns. Looked, and the thing is, he's not at full strength. No. Like, you could tell. I mean, that, that one third down catch he had on the sideline where Teddy's kind of rolling out, gets it to him late. It just takes him so long to get going. Like, it was kind of incredible. And then he just can't make a move on guy. And, and I don't want to, like, criticize him. He obviously had a great game, but there's still more in the tank. And the fact that he was able to do what he did today, be a true okay, number one it. who, there we you go. know, Teddy was going to <laughs> him on third is. down. Like, it's, it's, it's a very good sign that you're seeing this out of him when he's not at his best. Nine catches for 159 yards, man. That's mm-hmm. wide receiver one dominant type stuff the 17.7 yard average um is like true deep threat number Mm -hmm. but he had nine catches that's like true possession receiver Mm -hmm. number 159 is just like julio jones types of numbers (laughs) um really really impressive stuff from Cortland, and what a relief Mm -hmm. because you come out of last week with jerry going down and you're saying okay well we like our wide receiver depth but who's the guy? Who's the guy you go to when you need one? Obviously, you can count on Tim Patrick. You, you, you hope you can count on KJ eventually. You feel like you can count on Noah. And you, you absolutely can count on Cortland, but he was still a question mark for coming sure. into this game. Last, last week, was it one catch for 14 yards? And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, he's not there yet. And yep. like you mentioned, he's not 100%. No. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't even go over 80, I don't think. I think um, that's fair. I mean, just the way that he caught that ball and turned up field, it it was like he was moving in quicksand. And I don't know what was going on there, but that is just a play that makes you think he there's there's more room for growth. Yeah, and if you remember, back in that sophomore season, they were using him on like – there was like a third and short. They used him on an end around. Mm-hmm. Um, like explosive, you know, short area speed and power mm-hmm. that I'm not seeing yet. He clearly still has the long speed. Yep. And if that – play happens four times a game count me in for sure um, I've been saying that since he got here so uh, just a huge relief to see Cortland look like Cortland and this Broncos offense really needed it today because outside of Cortland the numbers won't impress you it's Melvin Gordon two catches for 38 yards Tim Patrick three catches for 37 Noah Fant four for 33 Albert O two for 20 or four for 24 and then a couple guys with one no one blew you away today except no. Cortland and, and he was dominant. It was honestly a pretty disappointing day from everybody else. You know, mm-hmm. Tim Patrick, I, I, I thought that there would be more from him. And yeah. you know, really the difference, because what did he wind up with? Three for 37. There's that one ball that just goes up and gets him in both hands. It was on a third down on the sideline. It's a tough catch. But what makes Tim Patrick so special is that he's somebody who has a big catch radius, who brings in everything that's close to him. And he didn't bring that one in. And if he did, that's what? Another 15 yards that gets him up to four catches, 52 yards? Then all of a sudden you're like, yep, he's within that range you needed. Uh, KJ, you just got to get more out of him. You just got to get more because he had opportunities and just it didn't work out. The good news is he's going to get a lot of reps over the next couple of weeks with Jerry Judy out. And hopefully by the end of that, you're starting to see him finish games with three, four, five catches instead of just the one that he put up. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we got plenty more to talk about, mm-hmm. including our helmet stickers here mm-hmm. in the next segment. Uh, but before we get there, I got to give a helmet sticker to Breckenridge Brewery. If you watch the tailgate, um, you notice that we very much enjoy Breck Brews. I've no got matter, a headache. No matter the time of morning, uh, you've got the uh, the day drinking come down headache. Oh, 
It's brutal. Yeah, that's it's always brutal. a tough one. Your problem was that you stopped. I had that one shot because we spun the wheel. Yes. With the Tim Patrick touchdown. Oh, right. Yep. And so that free shot, it kept me going, but I, it didn't. I don't yeah. think it was helpful. That was epic. If you come down to the DNVR bar for a game, what we do is before the game, we write a bunch of scenarios on uh, a wheel. Mm -hmm. You might know it as the Wheel of Darkness. Yep. In this case, it's the Wheel of Destiny. It has a lot of names. Yes, A lot of purposes. And we spun it wheel. before the game, and it was Tim Patrick touchdown. And if that thing occurs... Everyone in the bar gets a shot. So, Tim Patrick, mm -hmm. shout out to you for the shots. We much appreciate them. Um, and shout out to uh, everyone who came down to the DNVR bar and took advantage of that. Anyways, Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR, the best beer in the world, I would um, argue. Mm -hmm. And we pretty much drink them all the time. Also, speaking of Breck Brews, get your tickets now for next week. How it's going to work is you're going to come to the bar at 10 a.m. When you get to the bar at 10 a.m., you're going to watch us finish up the tailgate. When the tailgate finishes up, there's going to be a bus here. The bus is going to take you from here to the DNVR tailgate at the stadium, which is going to be an absolute riot. Mm -hmm. uh, should be a great, great time for everyone. And you can bring to-go drinks on the bus, which is a sweet uh, little bonus it that is. you can do there. Um, and then at the tailgate, there will be plenty of Breck Brews. Uh, also catered by Sexy Pizza, which I can't wait to get in on some of that Sexy Pizza. Yep. Um, it's going to be an awesome, awesome time. Uh, it's really cheap, too, like cheaper than an Uber one way, probably from here to the stadium yep. for a round trip. And that's the that's the other best part. W after the game, you'll go back to around the tailgate spot. The buses will come pick you up from there and bring you back to the DNVR bar so you can come hang out here for Sunday Night Football or just get you know back in your car after you've had some time to chill out a little bit. Um, please drive safely if you do that. But uh, that's going to be awesome. And finally, I want to give a shout-out to Chevalier Mortgage. Uh, you can call Mike in Virginia at 303-257-6578. Buying a home is kind of a scary uh, place to be right now. There's a lot going on in the home buying market. Um, and you want to have some people that you can trust. Um, and you can absolutely trust Mike and Virginia Chevalier uh, to help you with your mortgage situation. They're going to look at your full financial picture and get you set up for success so you can get into a house that you love while keeping it inside of your budget. That's Mike and Virginia Chevalier, Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006, and Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, Henry. Uh, I will give you the honors here on helmet stickers. Now, the way this works, you don't have to give a helmet sticker to the king of the game. He already got one. He got a whole, okay. a whole king sticker on top of his helmet. I think you got to go Teddy. Yeah. Another, another really solid performance. And, I mean, when's the last time a quarterback for the Broncos, like, put together back-to-back -back performances the way Teddy has? I mean, what is that? That's 78% completion last week, 76.5% this week. 264, then 328. Uh, four touchdowns total, no interceptions that stretch. He is playing as well as any quarterback since Peyton Manning in oh, yeah. Denver. And Most yards I don't since think Peyton it's close. Manning 2013 through two games. Wow. Yeah. It's believable, though. Yes, absolutely. It is. And you have to be really, really encouraged. I mean, we're so encouraged we dropped a shirt. Mm -hmm. um, for me, number one helmet sticker goes to Kareem Jackson. Um, That's a good one. He was a freak out there. I swear, I don't know what it is. I don't know if the Broncos can trace this. There's like something he eats before certain games or something he does before certain games. 
where he looks like he's playing in fast forward. He does. While the rest of the entire field is playing in regular speed. Um, he was incredible today. He gets the interception, but if you just watch, like, when, the, when that all 22 comes out, you will see KJ Hamler travel like 10 miles in this game. He was just all over the field at Kareem all times. Kareem Jackson. What did I say? KJ Hamler. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. KJ, Kareem Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'll see Kareem Jackson travel like all over the field. He was incredible. Sideline to sideline. Um, and that interception, yep. just reading Trevor Lawrence's eyes. He knew it was going there before the receiver even knew it was going there. Yeah. I mean, the, the pick was great. There was the There was the play where... Trevor Lawrence threw the ball basically into like triple coverage and somehow the ball got all the way to the receiver and Kareem's just flying in there like a missile and knocks it out. There's there's the play where Kareem is being blocked by an offensive lineman. He's the only defender on that side of the field. The running back's coming that way. Somehow Kareem gets off him and stops it for like a five-yard gain instead of 40. He made so oh, many plays. That might have been the play of the day. It might have been because that would have changed some things. Right. I, I thought, yeah, I thought that it was like, I, I obviously you got to see what was left on the backside. Mm -hmm. I thought that was potential house call if he doesn't make that play. It looked like it. Yeah, that's a good call on Cream Jackson. Uh, I'll go Von Miller next. I, I basically shared my thoughts about him earlier, but I mean, in particular, a game where you're playing Trevor Lawrence, a rookie quarterback, to be able to be in the backfield consistently, put pressure on him. I mean, I, I didn't get to see the game last week I, with Jacksonville's offensive line. I wouldn't be surprised if he was getting beat up all game. But he hasn't seen somebody like Von Miller yet. And to feel what that's like, to have somebody right there on you every single time, that can't that can't be easy. You know, and even the plays where it's like there's pressure up the middle and Von knows to just sag back and take this angle and force him in. There's just so many veteran plays that he makes that even if they don't result in sacks, they they create pressure. They they stop Trevor's ability to roll out of the pocket and extend plays. He played so well and he just looks so good through two games. He looks like he did five years ago. Yeah, he really does. He looks completely refreshed, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe that year away from the game, not only refreshed his body, but refreshed his mind, you know, like yep. all that losing takes a toll. Mm -hmm. And he looks like a guy who's ready to win this year. And, and it's obviously paying off so far. All right, I'm going to give a, a hybrid um, helmet oh. sticker here because two guys really stood out. They play the same position. First to Josie Jewell, who came into the game with his hair on fire, not a redhead pun, mm -hmm. um, and had three solo tackles. He had two tackles for loss mm -hmm. already in the first quarter, and then he gets hurt. And it's a, kind of a scary moment there for the Broncos just because he was so good early, and mm -hmm. you're like, okay, well, this, there could be a big drop-off here. They bring in Justin Sternod, who I didn't think was going to be a big drop-off, and he mm -hmm. wasn't. Um, he, he ends up being tied for the team lead in tackles with six, four solo tackles. Um, he split a tackle for loss with Vaughn. They don't split tackles for losses in the stats. And so obviously the uh, stat keeper is going to give that to Vaughn, but he was right in there as well. Hmm. Um, and I just felt like he really came in and for his first ever extended action in an NFL game was very solid, was very solid. So uh, like I said, you know, to come in there, the two of them combined for 10 tackles, including seven solo um, and just the combination of them I thought was really big for the Broncos today. Yeah, they were solid. Josie in particular, you know, I don't know. He he is limited, and we know he's limited, but if you want him to cover a running back in the flat, he can do that. You know, if, if he's being forced to backpedal and cover guys downfield, maybe not. 
But what was so nice is he had those couple of tackles for loss, and I think they were both on those little swing passes where he was able to just read that those swing passes were coming, and it's not a super physically demanding job. You know, you're, you're not being tasked with sprinting with an athlete. You just see it develop, and you're out there, and you make the tackle, and that's what he can provide. And if he can do that steadily, then he's a valuable linebacker, and that's what he's turned into. Uh, whereas before, you know, he wasn't consistently making those sorts of plays, and so the fact that he couldn't provide more in coverage... It, it came up often because you just needed more out of him. And he, he has kind of found his role. He's been physical. He's making plays on punt coverage because he's just found a feel for the NFL game. And and he is a valuable piece of this Broncos defense. And that's not something I thought I would be saying a couple couple of weeks or a couple of years ago. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I think this will be my last one. And then okay. do you have one more after that? How many have you given out? Um, I've given out three, two, three. Cortland, no, sorry, Teddy, Vaughn, Vaughn. and Jewel. That no, was no, you were talking. <laughs> okay, you were talking off the back of mine. Okay, so yep. it's your turn. It is. I honestly don't have another. Really? I've got one more. Okay, what is it? Javante Williams. Um, okay. They are being very, very careful about splitting these carries. In fact, it's back-to-back -back weeks with them almost having the exact same amount of touches. Mm -hmm. Javante Williams today doubles up. Melvin Gordon in terms of yards on the exact same amount of carries. Mm -hmm. uh, Javante goes 13 for 64. That's a five-yard average. Melvin Gordon goes 13 for 31. That's a two-and-a-half-yard average. Um, Javante, to me, it's only a matter of time. Only a matter of time before he's the starter in, the, in that backfield. I agree. I agree. And he crossed my mind for a helmet sticker, but just not quite enough there for me. I respect it. Um, but there's also stuff like, you know, the, the third and eight that he picked up where they're handing him the ball because the defense is so wide open. And good on him for being able to pick up a third and, third and eight in the running game, but also the C's kind of parted there. And that is one where it's very different from, you know, lining up under center with two tight ends and picking up the nine, ten yards, whatever he did on that play. Uh, definitely some promising things. I mean, was it the first run of the game that he had that stiff arm that, that threw another six yards on to yeah. the end of the run? There's so much that's encouraging. But there's also stuff like, uh, I think it was a third and one, not a fourth and one, where it was him going up the middle, yep. and he just didn't run hard. He ran right to the gap, and there were two defenders there, and it just didn't work. And teaching maybe that moment. is not him. But, moment. yeah, there, there's still just a couple of those mistakes in there. Yeah, for me, that's a teaching moment where you just tell him, hey, dude, when it's that short of yardage, it's okay to run into the back of someone and just, and push. just push. Just push. Yeah. But yeah, um, definitely promising. Yeah, he decelerated and that changed the whole play. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Uh, I want to get to... Wait, I feel like there was something else I wanted to say. I don't know. Oh, the pass pickup. The pass block pickup. Yeah. Um, play of the day from him for me. Big blitz uh, coming from the Jaguars and he pops someone. And then a couple plays later, Albert O gets a catch down the field. And out of nowhere, Javante just comes in yep. full speed and just bulldozes someone in front of him. Mm -hmm. um, so I love his, like, just bulldozer, you know, bulldog mentality. He looks like he's out there to pop people when he's out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I want to get into, I guess, a little bit of the critiques now. You know, when, when you beat the Jags by 10, even though that's a cover, mm -hmm. you know, good teams win, great teams cover. Broncos covered both weeks so far. Yep. Um, it didn't feel great. So I don't know if the vibes can really be immaculate after you only beat the Jags by 10. What 
critiques do you have of the team today? What are your biggest ones? To me, it's the running game. They just couldn't get it going. And I think that that's kind of what we've seen through a couple weeks. I mean, what? 30 carries, 96 yards. 3.2 yards per carry. They're not lining up and, and running on the Jaguars, and the Jaguars are a really bad defense. That's concerning to me. As great as Teddy has looked, I mean, they're they're going to have to throw the ball a lot going forward until this offensive line can figure out how to create holes because it does kind of seem like whenever something good is happening in the running game, it's because one of these running backs is breaking some tackles. And I guess last week's numbers are kind of skewed because of Melvin Gordon's 70-yard touchdown run at the end, which all credit to them, they did that, and so it counts in the stats. But outside of that, they had 26 rushing yards. And some it's really bad. When, when Once you get done with this Jets game next week, and you play the Ravens the week after that, you play the Steelers the week after that, things could get pretty ugly if they can't get something figured out on the ground. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and you don't take away the 75-yard run, mm-hmm. but you can't act like – there's a big difference between averaging five yards a carry on – five yards per carry yep. or averaging two yards per carry and then busting a big one. And, and that's kind of the way that was. And, and well, you know, I, I'm a big believer in don't take away the best thing. Yep. In terms of this conversation, it really does matter. You'd much rather get five yards of carry literally averaging five yards every time you touch the ball than that. Yep. Um, I think you're right there. For me, it was pass rush. Um, there's a lot of plays out there where the Jags were – daring the Broncos to get after Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. and they weren't able to. And, mm-hmm. and if, you know, if, if anyone has a big critique of this Jags team, it's probably that offensive line. Mm-hmm. And there's just like, if they line up five wide, someone should be getting hit in the, the quarterback should be getting hit in the chin. Yep. Um, and he wasn't um, too many times where he was clean back there. Obviously Vaughn, you know, did his part. The rest of the defense, I don't think really did theirs. I agree. Specifically Shelby Harris and Draymond Jones. Yeah. You know, those are the guys that you kind of rely on. Um, I mean, obviously top of the list after Vaughn is Bradley Chubb, but he wasn't out there for most of the game. And so it does kind of turn to Shelby Harris and Draymond Jones, and they weren't able to provide the pressure that we expect from them at this point. Um, yeah, it's kind of simple as that, and it just needs to change going forward. Do you know what the third down numbers were off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, no. I would guess uh, Guess for each team. Okay, Broncos. How, how many third downs do they have? Give me Each that. team had 11 third downs. I'd say the Broncos picked up eight. How'd I do? Terrible. <laughs> Dang it. Um, and then the Jaguars picked up three. Okay, so I'm glad you were very wrong, but I'm glad that you were very <laughs> wrong um, because it, it builds to my point. The Broncos were two of 11 on third down. Really? Yeah. It felt like they were moving the chains. But they were moving the chains with big plays. And on, on second, and second down. Yeah. Um, huh. And that's that's a big critique for me. Two of 11 on third down will just never get it done um, against anyone but the Jags and maybe the Jets and maybe the Giants last week. And they did have some third and longs, too, now that I think about it. Yep. There were quite a few times it was third and 11, third and 13. And you're just hoping something good happens. Yeah, and the Jags, honestly, uh, I tip my cap to them in terms of their defensive game plan, which was take away short throws from Teddy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they thought he can't push the ball like everyone else has been mm-hmm. saying, and then he just pushed it right down their faces yep um quarterbacks peak at 31 and he's still a few years away from that he is still a few years still away from that. so the jags were four of 11 the jags are better okay. on four on third down than the broncos were um not that's just not good enough um i do give some credit to their defense i thought it, i thought they played smart 
mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the way they thought they were going to defend Teddy Bridgewater. But Teddy Bridgewater goes off for 300 yards because they, you know, they were exposed over the top. Mm -hmm. I've got a question for you, and you might have seen the same tweet. Okay. I haven't Bron seen any tweets. Oh, good. Broncos gave out three game balls. Oh, Who do you think they went to? That's so funny. Zach did this to me last week. Oh, um, no way. <laughs> okay. Uh, one to Teddy. Nope. Wow. Yeah. Dude throws for over 300. Two tuds, <laughs> no interceptions, can't get a game ball. Nope. Okay, so they're trying to spread the love around here. Um, Cortland. Yep. Two more. Can you tell me if two are on offense or two are on defense? Two on defense. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm, we're done with offense. That's garbage that Teddy didn't get one. Um, okay. Two defenders got game balls. Pats or tan? Mm-hmm. And cream? Yep. Okay. Pretty good. good picks. Yeah. I guess if I would have... Well, I would have said uh, Teddy over Pats or... Yeah. Over Pats or tan. That's how I, I but his game I, I get ball it. is the game ball that he For intercepted. Sure. Like he's gonna keep that one anyway. <laughs> but that's fair. But at the same time, it's a rookie getting his first interception. They, almost never will that guy not get a game ball. Right. I, I know, but like he just actually, that's just the way it goes. But he doesn't need a game ball. He literally has a <laughs> he's taking home with him a ball that was yeah. used in the game. Maybe that's the one. Maybe maybe that he'll they'll write all the Engrave stuff on that it. one. Yeah. yeah, they probably will. Um great for him. And again, you know, it was a little bit unfair, I think. I don't know if unfair is the word. The expectations set on Pat Sertan from the second mm -hmm. that he walked into that building were really intense. Yep. Really, really intense. Oh, my God. The Cardinals just got the most wild 50-yard play you'll see. It got double tipped <laughs> right into the hands of a, the tight end. Anyways. Max with two X's. He comes in, and everyone's just like, oh, yeah, you just put that guy out there, and he's Champ Bailey from day one, and it's like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, that's just not how this works. He has mm -hmm. some adjustment to do. Uh, but speaking of adjustment, his adjustment on the ball, when that ball was in the air, was elite. Um, yes. You want him to turn around. That was probably the one. I think if you talk to Dre, he'll tell you the one knock on Pat Sertan's tape. He doesn't always get his head around. Mm -hmm. It's just something you learn when you're not scared of what's going to happen if you do. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so many guys don't want to look back because they're afraid if I look back and it goes right over my head, it's a touchdown. For sure. And, and, you know, that was his mistake today. Last week, he, he gave up the touchdown. And that's, again, just kind of what you expect from a rookie corner. Any any really good rookie corner, there's going to be that, that one play a game where you're just like, ah, up into a point. And I think that that point is probably before the start of next season. The question is whether he can kind of clear that up sometime this year and turn into one of those top-tier kind of guys this season because like i said that's what i really think is missing from this broncos defense is just a true number one lockdown corner instead of a bunch of really really good like you know 89 overall madden rating corners exactly yeah it's true that 89 is probably even too high it's Maybe. like 85 80, 84 85 a yeah. bunch of those guys which they is start a, rating everybody lower in that game right it's a really really <laughs> valuable thing to have for absolutely absolutely There's but just, you're right if you have one guy who you can you know, throw on DeAndre Hopkins and be like, ah, we, we might still be giving up 60 yards this game, but at least we aren't helping him out while doing it. And they're a little bit fortunate in their first two games. Well, I, I mean, you know, it was, uh, was it Shepard? Yeah, Sterling Shepard yeah. who kind of went off on them in the first game. Yep. That's the best receiver they've, yeah, maybe DJ Chark. I guess DJ Chark, is, is DJ Chark a bona fide number one? I don't think so. Okay. I think we all agree he's 
real close to being there, though. He's on his way. Right. And so that kind of goes to my point, which is they haven't had to face anyone that you need a lockdown corner for yet. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll see what happens when they do. Obviously, so you're not going to get it next week. Um, Ravens with Sammy Watkins? No. No, you're not getting it. I mean, Steelers uh, Hollywood with Brown. Claypool? I, I, Sammy he's, Watkins is better than him. Than right, me. he's not a bona fide number no. one. He's a scary threat. He's fast. That's what he is. Yeah, Steelers uh, Steelers honestly have two guys. Claypool? Who could, Juju? And Juju. Yeah. So that'll be their biggest test at that time. I don't give him true number one yet either. Maybe Claypool. Who's week six? I know you're thinking in a five-game sample here because you have Broncos to start 5-0. Plus 1,500. I, uh, I actually don't know. You have any buyout on that yet? I haven't looked. I'm not taking it regardless. Uh, a couple, really quick, Ali, do we know if Mace is coming? Uh, he is not yet. Okay. We so don't I'm know not if sure, we have but Mace. I do know the people want Mace, but I, he has just not responded to me yet. Well, hopefully we get Mace here in a second, but he's obviously very, very busy man down there in the bowels of the stadium in, uh, uh, in Jacksonville. Um, all right, well – while we wait for Mace, why don't you guys send in some questions? Allie, uh, favorite the good ones. We'll try to answer some of your questions. Um, but I mentioned DraftKings Sportsbook. No buyout yet? Nope. All right. Well, DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet on just about everything. And uh, it makes watching the game that much more fun. It does. As you can see, I'm a little bit distracted um, watching this Cardinals game in the background because I have Cardinals money line. Yep. Cardinals um, went down, so I put a bunch of money on them. Oh, nice. Yep. Good move. Um, it makes watching sports way more fun. And right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet $1 on any football market or any football bet, if you don't know the lingo. And they're going to give you $200 in free bets, paid out in $825 free bets. What's really cool about that is you can kind of just bet around, see what you like. Do you want to bet same game parlays, which have not been a profitable thing for me quite yet. I'm still learning. Um, do you want to bet on regular parlays? Do you want to bet just clean one-to-one -one bets? Um, there's a lot of different ways to have a ton of fun at DraftKings Sportsbook. So check them out. And you can also get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when you use the code DNVR. So hit them up. Use the code DNVR. Of course, you must be 21 or older, Colorado-only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Each up to $500. The deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough. And restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, check out our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee. Uh, we've got Strava Craft Coffee on tap here at the DNVR bar. We've got their cold brew here, but you can get it sent straight to your door for 25% off when you use the code DNVR25. That's DNVR25, and you'll get 25% off uh, your Strava Craft Coffee, which will get sent straight to your door. It's CBD infused. It's delicious. You guys are going to love it. And finally, speaking of things you guys are going to love and that are delicious, Hassle Cattle Company. We believe in Hassle Cattle Company so much. We put their burgers on our burgers here at the DNVR bar. So if you come to the DNVR bar, if you have come to the DNVR bar and thought to yourself, that's a great burger, well, that's because that burger came from Hassle Cattle Company. It's Wagyu beef, and they call it blue collar Wagyu beef because it is affordable for every man and woman. Even me, even Henry, we can afford. Even me. We can afford Hassle Cattle Company, and you can afford it even more when you use the code DNVR10 at checkout. You'll get 10% off your order. And all orders that go over $200, which, trust me, you'll want that much of this, um, even though you don't need to buy that much of it, and you'll get a lot of it for that much, uh, you'll get 10% off. $200 orders get free shipping. It's a great, great deal. All right, Allie, what do we have from our, uh, our people in the questions? Okay, we have, are you concerned about the lack of pushing in the running game? Yes. Oh, we just kind of talked about that, right, Henry? Um, it's a concerning 
That's a concerning thing. Um, not a lot of, not a lot of push, not a lot of holes, not a lot of big gaps out there. It's kind of just an ugly kind of scenario. Um, you're, you're just not, I don't, you're not dominating bad teams. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to dominate good teams? You aren't. They need to get a lot better. And, you know, I, I've been really excited about Natane Mude, Moody before, before they even drafted him. Like on the draft podcast, he was one of the guys we were really excited about because he fell because of injuries. Um, he, he doesn't really have it in pass protection yet. Guys get by him. He can be a little bit streaky in the run game too. And, you know, I think that's kind of what you expect. And you see this in the offensive line sometimes is guys come in and they just take a few years, especially those late-round picks, to turn into starter-caliber guys. I mean, what? Uh, Paradis was that way. Connor McGovern was that way. Um, and you can develop those late-round guys in a way that you can't always at some other positions, or it just doesn't happen as often. And to me, Natani Moody just isn't quite there yet, as excited as you are about him. And when they do get Graham Glasgow back, whenever that is, you know, again, not not somebody you're thrilled about and say, oh, he's going to solve all the problems in the front five, but I think that it's at least another step in that direction. You just got to keep figuring it out and see what happens. Yeah, and my whole thing with Moody wasn't always that he's better than Graham Glasgow now. Mm -hmm. My thing was if you start him, can he be better than Graham Glasgow by week eight, week 12? You know, is that is that a mm -hmm. risk worth taking? Because he did have some mistakes today. He also had some awesome pull blocks. Mm -hmm. um, he was, you know, you know, grading the road a little bit out there, which you love to see. But yeah, he's 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 raw. I mean, he you yep. know he didn't play a lot in college. Yeah, and he hasn't played a lot yet in the NFL. So um, yeah, you want to see more from him. All right, what else we got? Okay, we have Peyton Manning here saying, oh, "Is hey, Cortland back?" Yeah, mostly. Well, like he's not at 100. <laughs> percent I know but he's that's back. the thing. He is. He is back, and he's getting better still. Yeah, uh, I think he can. He, you hope that he just gets more confident. Like that's. You hope it's not actual health that's yeah. holding him back. It's confidence because the only thing where I'm seeing question marks is in the explosion category. Yes, absolutely. And is that because he doesn't feel like he can explode, or is it because he's a little bit afraid to explode? Yep. Next. Okay, we have. Thoughts on Cushion Berry's development feels like there is a gap or there's still issues. Yeah, it feels like the A gaps oh, are still sorry. an issue. Um, and, oh, man. Um, I just don't know what the answer to this is. Is, is, my, is my. That's where I'm at. So you, you can't pull the plug on a guy that early that if you're really confident in him. Now, this comes down to, I guess, what Mike... This is the answer. What does Mike Munchak think? Does he think, okay, um, he still needs more time um, and he's getting there? Or does he think, hey, I think there might be a problem here. If that's where he's at, then you need to take Graham Glasgow yep. and play him at center. Yep. And then let Moody grow. Totally agree. Totally agree. And, I mean, just looking at the kind of the timeline here, this is Cushenberry's season at center. Unless things get really bad, this is his season at center. Next year, though, is when you start to have Quinn Miners conversations. Is he ready to be the center? Is he more of a guard? And then maybe he fits in somewhere. Same thing with Moody. That's when you start to reevaluate whether Moody's a starter. And so this year, I mean, I'm not thrilled by what I'm seeing from Lloyd Cushenberry, but I do think that this is his job through the season. And then next camp is when 
there could be a lot of competitions along this line. And you love you love that. You do. You want there to be competitions, but I am worried about Kush just because we're not like I thought a big problem last year is you had a rookie, not a rookie, a young quarterback and a rookie center. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping, okay, when he doesn't have to make all those calls, those important calls from the line, and when he's not relying on Drew, but he's able to rely on Teddy Bridgewater to put him in position to succeed, I thought mm-hmm. he would start to succeed a little bit more. It hasn't been there yet. Yep. So I'm a little bit on a short leash with Kush. Fair. Okay, next question we have is how about Melvin Gordon's 2.4 yards per carry? Yeah, we talked about that. We uh, did. It's not good. It needs to change. It has to change and change quick. Well, uh, and I don't know if it has to change. <laughs> I know. He needs it to change if he wants to keep seeing the field because Javante is clearly has more burst, um, seems a little bit stronger. Um, uh-huh. The long speed last week on that run was really, really sure. impressive. That's the only really impressive run I've seen from Melvin so far. You just don't see teams go with one running back throughout an entire season. Right. It, it just doesn't happen. And I think even if there is clear separation, and right now I think that there's starting to be some separation, I think at least through week eight you have this 50-50 split, and then that's where you start to, to, to kind of go 75-25 as you build toward the playoffs and you kind of have your playoff back at that point who hopefully you haven't run into the ground. Yeah, I agree. All right, we have the lead, these last few questions. Um, let's go to Kenny. He says, do we still pursue Aaron Rodgers? Always. <laughs> like, well, like, well I, let's Henry see. Henry was fast on that. For sure. Let's see, because as we know with quarterbacking, Tom Brady notwithstanding, at any moment it can just kind of start to fade away. Now, do mm-hmm. I think that's happening with Aaron Rodgers after one Fair. week? No, that would be a massive overreaction. Yep. But I at least want to see, sure. want to see what happens this week. When, are they playing right now? Uh, they're Sunday the night? tonight. Yeah. With okay. The Lions. So I'll, I'll, I'm best part about the Broncos playing at 11 is like I'll be home and chilling yep. by the time that game starts. I'll yeah. be really excited to see that. There's um, no answer to the Aaron question until the off season. That's well, an off season conversation. What's crazy though is we the Teddy Bridgewater conversation is starting to heat up. For um, sure. And it's definitely not time to say extend him now. Mm-hmm. But. It's a conversation that's going to get louder and louder and louder if he keeps putting out 300-yard games with no interceptions. It's also worth remembering that he's like 16 months removed from getting a three-year, $63 million contract. And if he's looking this good now, that number is going to go up from $21 million per year. And so oh, those yeah. are the numbers you get through at the offseason once you have the full body of work. Right. We had some people in the comments last week saying, like, yeah, give him a three-year, three mil- uh, three $45 million deal. It's like... No, that's just not, that's, how, it that's, that's not how it works anymore. It's not, it's not possible. In no. fact, if you tried to sign him right now, if you were saying, like, we believe in you, the conversation, like, bottoms out at $21 million a year. In my that's opinion. what he's making now. I mean, it came a lot in the signing bonus at yeah, the very yeah, start, yeah. But, but per year, that is what he's making now. And I don't think you look at the last uh, – I guess last year wasn't great. So maybe it did go down, and this hasn't been enough to fix the value. But, yeah, that's, that's that number. It's it's. It, yeah, and I'm even being generous on the low side. It probably the conversation probably starts at 25 million a year, and that's going to make people squeamish. One, as it probably should. As that's a lot of money. Should. It's a lot of money, but the quarterback market is now at 40 million a year. Yeah, for you know the good guys. So you're getting like almost I'm, half of that. And so what? Dak is at 40. Yeah. And so that means that you can get 
Teddy at 25, and what the the best receivers in the league barely make more extension. than 15 million. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's. We'll see. Uh, Those are off-season conversations. Packers play Monday night football against the Lions. Oh, it's uh, Monday, not well, Sunday. Well, we'll be watching that one, too. We will. Okay, we have a few more questions popping in here. Um, I think these are uh, the ones that I have are the last ones. I'm sorry, guys, that keep people keep asking more questions. Um, we've got Christian here saying, Ryan, how excited are you about the Sertan interception? You picked it. I did. Well, so I said it as my 50-yard field goal on the Broncos show is that Sertan's getting a pick. And then two plays before that pick, I said, um, I think t I think Trevor's due for another interception right here. And then he threw mm -hmm. it. Unfortunately, on the tailgate, my uh, lock of the week was Broncos three-plus interceptions. And if you understand what our lock <laughs> of the week segment is, you can't have the most scared lock of the week. If yep. you have the most scared lock of the week, then you have to take a shot. Uh, maybe that's how we should tweet out the poll. Who had the most scared lock of the week? I, I don't think that that's... That we we do need to fix it because people clearly don't understand. No, they don't. Dre had the hottest take. Yeah, Dre did have the hottest take, and he lost. Um, but super stoked uh, yep. for for Pat more than anything. Um, and I just think confidence will be the biggest thing for him. He's mm -hmm. a confident dude. He knows he's he's built for this. But when you go out there and you start making plays, then you start playing more free. Then you keep making plays. Um, speaking of that, Miles AJ said, "What do you think about the rookies' first starts?" So far, so good, right? Um, yeah. You know, you're going to have ups and downs, but Javante looks awesome. Um, uh, Sertan looks awesome. Caden Stearns had a ball off his hands. Yeah, Caden Stearns got out there. Though, got out there, which means that they trust him. Um, Should have caught that ball, but. Who else? Um, I mean, what? You, uh, you... We saw um, Jonathan Cooper get a couple snaps. He didn't do anything no, specifically, but so far, so good, I think, for the rookie class. Yeah. Okay, then we have um, talk playoff picture. How important <laughs> is next week? How many wins do we need to get in? You're I've always said 11. Uh, Whoa, okay. 11 is the number to get in. I think you're in with 10. I think if you get nine, you're at 25%. <sighs> 17 games, though. Yeah, nine and eight. I don't think that's enough. With seven teams getting in? I guess we'll see. I, yeah, we'll see. We don't know I, I how think it if shakes you get out. 10, you'll be good. In this new 17-game schedule, we, I just don't know what it's going to look like. And with mm -hmm. seven teams is also uh, relatively yep. new. Um, nine's not getting it done, I really don't think. Huh. Um, but, yeah, 10-ish, ten, we'll say. Yep. Is that fair? And how important is next week? Very important. That's a terrible team. you got to beat them. I think Zach Wilson threw four picks today. He At one the point, game. he had thrown four picks. It could have gone up. He started the game 0 for 2 with two picks. Um, the Broncos are only going to make life more difficult on him. Although, uh, Bill Belichick is the king of making life difficult on rookie quarterbacks. Isn't isn't Vic Fangio right up there? I thought he had pretty good stats against them too. I'm sure he has pretty good stats. Um, okay, here you go. Zach Wilson, 19 of 33, 210 yards, four picks, no touchdowns. 6.4 yard, 6 yards per catch. Really rough. Yep. Um, their leading receiver today, Braxton Berrios. Interesting. That's Spano's guy. That is. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, I'd be willing to say must win. D definitely. Like, you, definitely. you cannot lose these games. You have to win them. Nope. Okay, we have Andrew here asking, at this rate, will Court get extended before Chubb? Uh, Court's out there making plays. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It's just so tough to tell because it's so early for either of them. And there's definitely, like, the, the potential for Court to play so well he doesn't get extended. Like, you know? just outprices they, himself? Exactly. And they're like, we'll take that third-round comp pick and, and move on. Tim Patrick? Exactly. Yeah, for $8 um, million a year or something? But, yeah, it's tough to say what order these will go. With Chubb, though, he doesn't get ex extended probably until he contributes. <laughs> I think that that's probably a fair way for them to go. And, uh, you know, if, if he doesn't contribute, I think there's a real chance. He tests the open market, sees if somebody's going to give him a, a contract like he has been a contributor just based on his potential, and maybe he doesn't get it and comes back on a cheap deal. Now, obviously, there's still 15 weeks left in the season. That's why these are all off-season conversations. All right, Henry, how many more questions? Are we four. Have? All right, we got four more questions, and we're going to cut there because I want to play one last fun little game okay. with Henry um, before we get out of here. All right, Sutton balled out today. Top 10 offense when Jerry Judy comes back, question mark, from Sean. It's got to be. Well, need to be able to run 23. the ball. Need to be able to run the ball. Yeah, good answer. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the way that Teddy Bridgewater is throwing the ball right now is going to open up the run. That's fair. Something we haven't seen from the Broncos since Peyton was here. If the they aren't top, opening up the run. If they aren't top 10, I don't think it's going to be because of Teddy. No. Man, I, I, it's so hard not to be hyped on Teddy right now. For sure. 22 more yards, and I'd be all the way bought in. <laughs> <laughs> all okay. Right. Blake here says, how many rushing yards for Lamar week four running QBs gash Fangio's defense? Yeah, it's interesting because Fangio leans towards zone. And zone should be better for running quarterbacks, right? Mm -hmm. Because you play man, everyone has an assignment, they're all running around, and you're not looking at the quarterback who takes off. So they should he should be able to come up with a plan that contains Lamar Jackson. Um, we'll see. Yep. And I think that you got to have a plan, right? Like Josie Jewell, do we like him with his back turned in coverage? Absolutely not. He's a liability there. So spy but him? Spy him. Do the Nate Landman thing from the Texas A&M game. I might want to spy Sternod just because he might have a chance of actually cutting off an angle. I for know. It's tough. Actually, even even Sternod, though. Wasn't there a highlight of uh, – oh, no, that was Chubb. Chubb chasing down Lamar Jackson Josie's burst is better than Sternod's burst. Sternod just has more top-end speed. And that's why I'm not sure – I'd, you probably try them both, and neither works. I don't works know if it's then. necessary that he has better bursts. I just think he knows where he wants to go sooner. That could be. That could be. All right. We have Mark Anthony here in the comments saying, do you all think that replacing Reisner with Moody when Glasgow is back is a good idea? Reisner has not been playing well since the scheme came in last year. I'll have to see the, the film again on this today, but I thought Reisner played well. Um, you know, they went behind him on big downs. Um, so... We'll see. I, I, like I said, I don't know. Uh, but no, the answer is no. Uh, I don't think Moody is replacing Reisner. I think yeah. if change is coming, it's Glasgow to center. Moody stays at right. But Moody's going to have to play well enough in this little, you know, tryout for that to need to happen. I agree. Okay. Okay. And the last comment that we have here that I want to bring up is Antonio, who said the bar is popping it was all day. Shout yeah. out to everyone who came to watch the Broncos game here. It was a lot of fun. And the Wheel of Destiny. I don't know if you already talked about that. Yes, but the I Wheel did. of Destiny hit. Everyone got a free shot. It was awesome. Yeah, we try to make it really fun if you come down here. And I think uh, if you do come down, you'll have a great time. By the way, I'm going to plug this one more time. We're doing a DNVR tailgate next week. Now, you don't have to ride the bus to go to the tailgate. Anyone can go to the tailgate. 
Um, there will be a cover fee, but you will get your money's worth in term in Breck beers and sexy pizza and vibes. So um, much pizza. I'm going to eat vibes. so much pizza. All so all much pizza. So much vibes. Um, and so what you can do, though, is come down to the bar at 10 a.m., um, watch a little bit of the tailgate, the show, then go. Oh, my God. What a play by Kyler. Then go uh, on the bus <laughs> all the way to the game. Come to the tailgate. Hang out there, then get a ride back here. There's a bunch mm -hmm. of ways to enjoy it. It's our first tailgate in two years. Mm -hmm. I really expect it to absolutely pop off. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people know where to tailgate before a Broncos game. Yeah. If I had tickets, I wouldn't know where to go except for now to us. So I think that's a cool thing where you guys can, anyone can come hang out at the tailgate. Anyone can come uh, on the bus too, as long as you get a ticket before it sells out. So go uh, get yourself a ticket. Um, we've tweeted out the link. I've tweeted out the link. Um, hit me up directly if you need a, if you need me to send you the link. But uh, it's going to be an awesome time. All right, Henry. We are going to finish. We want to finish with immaculate vibes. Okay. So give me your hottest Broncos take right now. The oh, thing wow. that you are feeling the strongest, but it is a pretty uh, a pretty strong opinion. Passing game is top five with Jerry Judy. In the league. In the league. Whoo, that is hot. Yep. I, you still need the running game to come along. I think that was the first one that came to mind. Secondary could be another. Again, I think it's probably the same thing. Secondary is top five in the league. With right. still that, get that one guy who you trust to lock people down. And I would really hope it was Kyle Fuller. And he's gotten beat twice in two games. And that's just not a thing that happens. If you get that one guy who is just an eraser out there, somebody who is like an Akeem Talib or like a Chris Harris, then why can't you be number one? And maybe they can get up there without it. But, yeah, I think passing game top five is probably my hottest right now. Yeah, I mean, they don't look very stoppable. And Teddy has been on point. And that's mine. Yep. Teddy Bridgewater to the Pro Bowl. Okay. I mean, I could see it. And not on some, like, BS, like, four, 14 you have guys. All, you have your own Pro Bowl that you make. It isn't about who makes the Pro Bowl. It's about like you have to make the Pro Bowl, but it can't be for like these reasons. It just has to. But yeah, I just yeah, I don't want it because like 14 guys dropped out. Okay. They'd rather go to Cabo than to where is it Orlando now? I have no idea. Yeah. Nobody watches. Uh, I don't. I don't want that. Doesn't count. What if so Teddy drops out? Does that count? If he gets a named originally and then drops oh, out, okay. it counts. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing to me right now. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so that's that's mine. But I really do like. There is definitely such a thing as getting ahead of ourselves on Teddy right now um, just mm -hmm. because of the quality of opponent. But what I'm seeing is the quality of quarterback play. Yep. Like the way that he is moving around, and moving around things. in the pocket, seeing receivers, finding guys open, like directing guys, floating it to them. All of that stuff is really special. I think he's seeing the field at an incredible rate right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't see that slowing down. They're going to be tougher days. He's not going to throw for 325. By the way, I, 325 is like a foreign number to me. Like, Broncos fans. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, how many times have we seen that? Like Drew against the Texans, I think, did it. Um, Trevor Simeon that day against the Bengals, mm -hmm. right? He threw for like 400, I think. Yep. Uh, anyways, um, it's kind of a foreign, foreign number. So you're not going to see that every time. But the efficiency at which he's completing passes and moving the rock um, is really special. It's really special. So. Uh, I've got him going to the Pro Bowl right now. That's my hot take. All right. Before we get out of here, I want to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online, msudenver.edu slash online. It's where you can go scope out all they have to offer. A uh, huge thank you to them for supporting the show. 
and uh, hit them up, msudenver.edu slash online to see all their different programs. There's something for everyone there. Huge thank you to the legendary Tim E for playing our live intro. We're going to have to clip that and send it out. Go get yourself the new shirt. It is absolutely flying off the rack. Maybe our hottest release ever. No joke. Um, so go get you uh, the Teddy Two Gloves shirt. Shout out to Hank for filling in for Zach. I thought you did a commendable job. Shout out to Allie behind the Mac. Great job. Thank you. People are asking about Mace. He was still in press conferences. So yeah, sorry. Just be Mace sure to read busy, his stuff on, he'll be on the, the show. Yeah, he'll be on the show soon, and we'll get his take on the game. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out, and we'll catch you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast.